This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Like a truck in first shot. He scores! He scores! He scores! Matthew Kachuk! A power play goal! It's 4-3 Panthers with 4.3 seconds to go in regulation time. This is the Celsius Essential Energy Drink Stanley Cup Final Preview Show. The face up from center. They'll put the clock to 4.9. The puck is down. The puck rolls over the Panthers line down to our right. The final seconds tick away. This one's over. The Florida Panthers are going to the Stanley Cup Final. On the home of the Panthers. AM 560 Sports WQAM. FM 99.9 HD2 and Always live on the free Odyssey app. Presented by Celsius Essential Energy Drinks. Peach Vibe, Arctic Vibe, Fantasy Vibe. What am I talking about? Celsius, of course. And now the latest Vibe flavor is here. Ready for it? Oasis Vibe. It's a combination of prickly pear and lime. One of those things you just have to try, and it's out now. Go find it. South Florida is fueled by Celsius Essential Energy Drinks. For the face-up from center, they'll put the clock to 4.9. The puck is down. The puck rolls over the Panthers' line down to our right. The final seconds tick away. This one's over. The Florida Panthers are going to the Stanley Cup final. The Panthers are Eastern Conference champions. They sweep the series in four. A 4-3 win. Late game heroics from Matthew Kachuk and the Panthers are going to the Stanley Cup final for the first time since 1996. The Panthers are Eastern Conference champions. Take it all in, folks. The run continues, and the Panthers knock off another one of the National Hockey League's heavyweights, the Carolina Hurricanes. A 4-3 win. Unbelievable. You can't hear it enough as we are past Memorial Day. We're going to be in June in a few days, and the Florida Panthers are still playing hockey, and they know their opponent, the Vegas Golden Knights out of the Western Conference. They won in six games against Dallas last night. So Panthers-Golden Knights, Saturday, Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final in Las Vegas, Nevada. And we are thrilled to have all the games right here on 560 WQAM. Kevin Rogers with you alongside 
the radio voice of the Panthers, Doug Plagans, who you heard in those calls. And the Panthers, Doug, just keep going. Beat Boston in seven, beat Toronto in five, swept Carolina. And the run for their first ever Stanley Cup title continues. Yeah, welcome in to everybody. Great to share this experience all the way through with you, Kevin, and with Danny Garcia on the other side of the glass, of course. But the Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights get things going on Saturday. All the guesswork taken out of it, folks, as far as the uh, times the games are concerned, they're all going to be at 8 o'clock Eastern across the Stanley Cup Finals. So that's that's one thing that uh, will be consistent throughout the series. Every game is going to be at 8 o'clock Eastern, and we will have them all for you on 560 WQAM and across the Panthers radio network. So we'll be along with you for all that. Billy Lindsay will have all the action from on site. Kevin will be with you in the studio. We'll have it all for you all the way through. But Kevin, the big thing I want to get to, and of course, we're going to talk a little bit about the matchup. Uh, We've got Randy Muller stopping by next segment. We've got a lot coming up over the course of the two hours. And I know we're going to get to talking about that, previewing that here shortly. But the big thing I wanted to hit on is because we haven't had a chance to talk to everybody really since the end of the game, game four, back on Wednesday, the Panthers are in a little bit of a, a schedule lull right now, but it's some welcome rest. I think the biggest thing, Kevin, the Panthers, they won that first round series in overtime on the road. They clinched the second round series in overtime on the road. No doubt there was some great experience and that made them more, a more battle-tested team taking care of business in some tough road environments that are going to start this next series on the road. But I think, Kevin, you'd uh, agree with me here. It was awesome for the Panthers to clinch the Eastern Conference title, to punch their ticket to the Stanley Cup final with a big win on home ice, to share it with the fans. And a big thanks goes out right off the top here to uh, everybody who supported this team all season long, who's been there every step of the way throughout this playoff run. It's been a loud environment. It's been a great environment inside FLA Live Arena. And I thought that was uh, one of the best things about game four. It's obviously a huge achievement. Panthers get to the Stanley Cup final for the second time in team history and the first time since 1996. But to be able to do it on home ice and share it with all of you out there, that meant a lot. So, uh, so Kevin, I think that was a that's a great place to uh, to start here uh, uh, again, uh, talking about how important that was to win that one on home ice in front of everybody. And also, too, Doug, when you look at the three series clinchers, Matthew Kachuk. Well, actually, we, we, let's start in the Boston series. Carter Verhage scores in overtime to win Game Seven in Boston. Game five, Nick Cousins wins in over, wins it in overtime in Toronto, and then Matthew Kachuk. That game almost went to overtime. We almost had three walk off wins in overtime to win series, and Matthew Kachuk ruined it by by scoring late in regulation. I mean, we could have gone to overtime again, but Matthew Kachuk just another uh, outstanding performance. He had the two game winning goals in the first two games in Raleigh, the four overtime. Uh, marathon the second game quickly into overtime and then in game four and you're right Doug I mean even going back to 1996 when they beat Pittsburgh in game seven that was on the road and a lot of people in South Florida are very excited about it but they had to watch it on TV at the time or listen on the radio but to have this the excitement level going for the sweep of a very good Carolina Hurricanes team and some of the numbers uh, Doug, when you look at what is that since game two of the Toronto series, every game has been decided by a goal. That's eight straight games decided by a goal for the Panthers. The overtime record six and zero so far in the playoffs. They've won now eight straight 
uh, on the uh, seven straight on the road, which is or actually eight straight. Excuse me, eight straight uh, victories on the road. The numbers are just unbelievable for a team that had 92 points going into the postseason. Yeah, this has been uh, been quite a run here, and for the Panthers, of course, getting it uh, getting it done on home ice there to close out that series. That was huge. And you mentioned the one goal wins, Kevin. I think it's. Number one, it speaks to the razor-thin margins that there are in the Stanley Cup playoffs, how evenly matched all these teams are and how much talent there is spread across the, the entire league. But, I've, I, you know, you've seen some people suggest, like, oh, you know, the, the games are going to overtime a lot. Can the Panthers keep winning the one-goal games? And what I would say to that is it's the Stanley Cup playoffs, and the Panthers played Boston, Toronto, and Carolina these are all really good hockey teams. You shouldn't expect to have uh, games that are lopsided in the Stanley Cup playoffs. If anything, what we've seen out of this, this Panthers team has gotten to be very comfortable in situations when a lot of other teams might be uncomfortable. For example, tight games, overtime games. How many times, going back to Game 7 against Boston, that was a prime example. The Panthers came out Game 7 overtime, the definition of crunch time in hockey. You can't get any more intense than game seven overtime. And the Panthers came out looking cool as a cucumber. Boston on the other side, they were tense as could be and the building in Boston reflected how tense that Boston team was. The Panthers came out loose, comfortable, focused all at the same time and they were able to get that win. And that's been this team's mantra throughout and throughout all these overtimes, Kevin. I think it starts from Sergei Bobrovsky and really reverberates throughout everybody. He's continuing to be uh, on another planet as far as what he's been able to do lately. But you've got a whole group of guys. Nobody shies away from the moment. There's nobody out there playing tentative. Nobody who's afraid to make a mistake. Everybody wants the puck. Everybody knows that there's a chance that, uh, you know, they could be the guy to, to get it done. And, and I think it reflects uh, the way this team's played. They're confident. They're comfortable when the chips are down. What about Sergei Bobrovsky? You just mentioned him. He comes into game four. I mean, obviously, we know he's the starting goalie of this team. But Alex Lyons did a tremendous job late mm-hmm. in the season to jumpstart that six-game winning streak starting in Toronto. And then Bob eventually came back in the third period of game three against the, uh, against the Bruins. And then he started game four. We were talking about, oh, who would start that game? And Paul Maurice went back to Bob for that for the stretch run. It took him a little bit of time, but what Bob has done the last two-plus rounds, going back even to Game 7 against Boston, that it, this is the Bob that everyone expected when he came over from the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been on, like I said, just another level since the start of the Toronto series. Remember, he had all those, the whole Toronto series, he held the Leafs to two goals in each game. And the thing that sticks out to me was Sergei Bobrovsky. Not just the caliber of saves that he's making. It's not just the highlight reel saves, the game-changing saves. Saves when the game's on the line. You think back to the Brad Marchand breakaway in Game 5, waning seconds against Boston. We might not be having this conversation if that puck goes in the net. Uh, you know, And then in uh, the Game 1 against Carolina, there wouldn't have been uh, a fourth overtime if Martin Natchez had scored on that breakaway in the third period the saves he's making, but also the calmness with which he's making these saves. He's been so controlled and so in command of the position and of the goal crease. It's reverberating throughout the entire team, and every guy will say that they've all issued so much praise 
to Sergei Bobrovsky for the job that he's done. And you can tell it's really increased the comfort level of the whole group. So Sergei Bobrovsky, he's right there, uh, again, right there in the middle of all of this. And you could argue that uh, going into this, and we're going to preview the matchup quite a bit because we do know it worked out, uh, I guess, uh, that we're doing this preview show tonight. We had it on the schedule, and we know who the opponent's going to be. It's going to be Vegas. But we're going to talk about this matchup even more. But Sergei Bobrovsky and Aiden Hill, that could be what this series comes down to because you've got two great experienced coaches who've been to the finals before. You've got uh, two deep groups of forward lines. They're going to roll all the lines. You've got superstars on both sides. You've got dangerous power play units on both sides, deep groups of defense that are physical that like to move the puck. On one hand, you've got Sergei Bobrovsky, the two-time business winner who's been outstanding. On the other side, you've got Aiden Hill, who's a veteran guy that just needed an opportunity to be the guy who seized a starting role in round two after Vegas uh, starter Laurent Brossois, who wasn't even really the starter. He got hurt. Aiden Hill came in, and he's done an outstanding job for them. Uh, Goaltending is what this series could come down to with how evenly matched these two teams are. And also on the Vegas side, too, you have two old friends there. Jonathan Marcheseau, 28 goals. Riley Smith, 26 goals in the regular season. Two guys that obviously the Panthers know very well. Jack Eichel, the former Buffalo Sabres. Sam Reinhart's old running mate uh, You know, in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. He had 27 goals this year. So definitely a very deep team that Vegas is throwing out. Phil Kessel is there. Mark Stone, uh, you know, he, he had some injury issues. But there are so many guys on this team uh, quickly, we'll talk about Vegas before we hit the break, Doug, that the Golden Knights, they lost that opener to Winnipeg in the first round, won four straight. They went back and forth with Edmonton in the second round and Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl. They eliminated the Oilers. And then Dallas, pretty much they took care of them. It got a little dicey for a few games, but then mm-hmm. they shut them out in game six. But this Vegas team, though, yes, they've had a little bit of a, a merry-go-round with goalies this year. But as far as offensively, they have a lot of firepower. Well, and Aiden Hill had good numbers during the season when called upon. And again, this is a guy that everybody always said just needed an opportunity. He's not a 19-year-old rookie. He's a big guy. Former Panthers Sean Burke is the goaltending instructor there in Vegas. Seems to have really uh, been able to harness a lot of the strengths of Aiden Hill's game. But he had really nice numbers on you know Arizona and San Jose teams that didn't do a lot of winning when he was there. So he's been able to uh, have uh, a good track record in the time that he's been in the National Hockey League played well for Vegas during the season. So again, uh, with Aiden Hill, he's he's done a great job from the time he was thrust into duty. You look at what the Panthers did on their route to the Cup final, knocking off three 50-win teams from the regular season. In the case of Boston, a 65-win team. So the Panthers were able to shut down deep teams, teams with superstars, teams that played great defense. Vegas was able to do a lot of the same. Didn't give Dallas a whole lot. They shut down the Oilers, who, of course, uh, you know, going uh, taking four out of seven from Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, even though the Oilers, they're far from a, a perfect team, and we realize that, uh, you know, throughout that series. That's no easy task to shut those guys down, and they made quick work of the uh, of the Winnipeg Jets in the opening round five-game uh, series that they won. So uh, these are two teams who have 
earned the right to represent their conferences in the Stanley Cup final in two teams that uh, right now these are the two teams playing the best. No doubt about it. This is going to be an entertaining series. Uh, Kevin, we got Randy Muller coming up in a few moments. We'll hear from Carter Verhage. I sat down and chatted with him one-on-one yesterday. We've got that coming up later on. NHL.com's Mike Zeisberger later on in the show. Kevin and I are going to break down the matchup even more. We've got some sound from Panthers media availabilities the last couple of days. Paul Maurice, Radko Gudis, Sam Bennett. So lots to get to. These couple hours are going to fly by, Kevin, as we we previewed the Stanley Cup final. Certainly doesn't get old saying that, does it, Kevin? We're previewing the Panthers in the Stanley Cup final. Unbelievable time in South Florida. The Heat are going to the NBA Finals. The Panthers in the Stanley Cup final. It's just unreal uh, to have all this going on at once. You can hear all the games, both of them on 560 WQAM. So very excited about that. And we will talk to the Red Deer coming up. Randy Moeller, Panthers television analyst on Bally Sports. And we'll talk to Randy about uh, this matchup and about the Panthers' run to the Stanley Cup final. Kevin Rogers and Doug Plagans with you. You're listening to the Stanley Cup final preview show right here on 560 WQAM. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's get back to the Celsius Essential Energy Drinks Florida Panthers Daily Cup Final Preview Show on the home of the Panthers, AM 560 Sports, WQAM, FM 99.9 HD2, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Kachuk out at the right point covering. 15 seconds in regulation. Kachuk, Reinhardt near circle. Reinhardt in the circle. Shot, and it's fought off by Anderson. Barkov right circle. Down to the goal line. Kachuk in front of shot. He scores! He scores! He scores! Matthew Kachuk, a power play goal! It's 4-3 Panthers with 4.3 seconds to go in regulation time. The Panthers take a Our Stanley Cup final preview show continues here on 560 WQAM. Kevin Rogers and Doug Plagans with you. Randy Bowler is going to join us in just a moment as the Panthers begin the Stanley Cup final coming up Saturday night, game one at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah, 8 o'clock Eastern, Kevin. Every game starts at 8 Eastern throughout this Stanley Cup final series. On the radio network, Panthers preview the network pregame at 7.30. For uh, you listening right here on 560 WQAM, we'll have an additional half an hour pregame for each cup final game beginning at 7 o'clock 
before each game. So that's what you can put on your calendar as we gear up for the Stanley Cup Final. You want to make sure you have the best Panthers playoff merch as well. FLATeamShop.com. Get your Panthers playoff swag today. Hats, tees, hoodies, and more. Shop these exclusive items at FLATeamShop.com. And a reminder, folks, Saturday night when the hunt continues, catch the Cats at the next watch party, June 3rd at FLA Live Arena, presented by Funky Buddha. Drink specials, giveaways, and more. The party starts at 6.30. Get your tickets now. You need tickets for that. FloridaPanthers.com for the Game 1 watch party at FLA Live Arena. We bring on now the television analyst for the Florida Panthers. He has been with the team since day one. Randy Moeller joining us, the Red Deer. And uh, Randy, you were there when the Panthers were in the first Stanley Cup final, right? Uh, yes, I was. I had just, hey guys, thanks for having me on. Uh, I had just retired uh, that in January of 96, and I I take full credit for my retirement, why the, the Panthers went to the Stanley Cup Finals the last time. See? Because I retired. You know, yeah, it was all about that. It wasn't about the rat. It was about Randy Muller retiring a few months before the season ended. Now let's fast forward to now, Randy, and I want your opinion on this. Uh, Panthers were down 3-1 to Boston. They win game five uh, against the Bruins, kind of get this ball rolling. When did you think this team – at, at, during this whole run, when did you think this team was going to make it to the Stanley Cup final? Well, I, I think when Kachuk scored in game five in overtime and how the Panthers played in that game five, uh, down three games to one in Boston, everybody was writing them off. But the way they competed, and that's when really when Sergei Bobrovsky started to, to get into that groove. And I'll say it again, it's, it, the, 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 you could see signs in that game, and then Kachuk wins it in overtime, and he announces to the whole team in the locker room that everybody uh, get used to this because we're coming back for Game 7. I think that was really, guys, the launching point where they knew that they could compete against the best team in the league. They believed in themselves. The way that they were playing, the system that they were playing, the aggression that they were playing, and of course, Sergei Bobrovsky, the stops that he was making, that to me was was really the galvanizing uh, part uh, point where the, this team could really feel good about themselves. And Randy, in mentioning Matthew Kachuk and everything he's been able to do here, he's obviously been right in the middle of everything the Panthers have been able to accomplish here during this playoff run. Do you see a sort of a, a clutch gene about him that kind of reverberates throughout the entire team? Because it seems like you look at him and he's never going to shy away from the moment. And it seems like with the rest of the team, there's nothing tentative about the way this group plays, whether it's overtime, up a goal, down a goal, close games, what have you. Seems like you look at Matthew Kachuk, he's that way, but you look at the whole group, they're that way too. There's nobody shying away from the moment. No, he, he he has really characterized what this team is all about, and he's done it all season long. And the way he plays with that swagger and that confidence, you watch him on a shift to shift, and, and obviously he's not going to score or set up a goal every shift. But he seems to be calculating when he's on the ice. He plays what the situation is, when it is during the game, what the situation is. Are they up a goal? Are they down a goal? Is it even? 
Is it early in the first to really establish a physical style? Get underneath maybe a couple of uh, face washes with the opposition. Get them off their game. And then the way that he moves around the ice, he's not the fastest skater, but he's so smart, and he uses that big frame to protect the puck when he has possession and to set up teammates and the right times to go to the front of the net or just go behind the net to anticipate a, 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 um, a reverse pass around where they're cycling the puck. It really amazes me how he just he plays in that moment of when his team is going to need him the most. And he's delivered all season, all playoffs long. And you just hope as a Panther fan that he's going to be able to continue. There's no reason why he won't. Uh, to be so effective, shift in and shift out. Randy Moeller joining us here on our Stanley Cup Final Preview show. Randy, Bally Sports Panthers analyst. And during this run, Randy, what to you is the most impressive thing you've seen? Is it the overtime wins? Is it the eight straight road wins? What is it that has impressed you most about this team during this run? A tough question to, to answer there, K. Raj, but I'll, I'll try my best. Um, two things. Their ability, the team's ability to win close, low-scoring games, which they really struggled with uh, going through the regular season. And number two, the superstardom and the way that Sergei Bobrovsky is, is playing. Um, I think those two things, uh, be able to manage games, with those low scoring and not get out of their sink, get out of their formation, out of their strategy of what they want to do. They don't come unraveled. They don't become undisciplined. And what I mean by that is start running around or doing individual uh, things on the ice that, that, that will break down their system. They stay within that system. They trust what, how they're playing. And then they protect the middle of the ice the best they can, and then just rolls right into my second point. And then Sergei Bobrovsky has just been um, a Vesna Trophy. Back to when he won those two Vesna Trophies, he is so strong. Um, I dare to compare him to uh, Vasilevsky, and we and as as the Panther fans and the broadcasters, we all know what Vasilevsky has done to this franchise over the last few years, and where he just completely shuts the door and, and, and uh, gives his team all that confidence. We're seeing a lot of that now and how the team is playing in front of, uh, in front of Bobrovsky. And um, you just hope that he stays in that moment as well. It's been a long layoff, but he's such a focused, dedicated athlete that uh, you know that he's, he'll be ready both mentally and physically. Randy, when you look at the way things have gone so far too with We've been singing the praises of Alexander Barkov here in the in the Panther world for years. But when you watch the game, and in mentioning Sergei Bobrovsky, what he's done to help keep pucks out of the net, when you look at what Alexander Barkov's done from a defensive perspective throughout these playoffs, things that may not always show up on the box score, but are you able to articulate just what he has meant from a defensive side of things, you look at what he did shutting down the Matthews line and helping keep John Tavares off the board. Again, things that may not always show up on the box score, but Alexander Barkov has been hugely instrumental defensively for this team, hasn't he? Well, yeah, and, you know, in my last comment, uh, answering the last question, I could have mentioned the 
Barkoff as well um, because he's the main reason why the Panthers have been able to win these low-scoring games, these tight, low-scoring uh, because of how strong he plays both with and without the puck and his defensive positioning. We've, we've gotten used to it. And you, you hit it on the head, Doug, about a lot of times and early on in the playoffs, there was a few, you know, I mean, obviously social media is a big part of the, of the fans now. And, now, you know, where's Barkov? Where, 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 well, even though Barkov isn't scoring um, and that his responsibilities – as you mentioned, to shut down the the high-scoring centermans and that. You need that big, strong centerman up the middle and on the right side of the puck. And, and not only him, but Barkoff, and I don't want to shy away from him. I mean, he's been phenomenal. Um, but the way the Panthers bent it, so heavy, strong, physical. Uh, Lundell has upped his game. And then you got the veteran Eric Stahl, that has been counted on to play extra minutes because of some injuries and some different situations. He's been there. He's been through these wars in the playoffs. He's won a Stanley Cup. He's gone deep in the playoffs as well. And his experience in the face-off circle and killing penalties and helping shut down the other offensive stars uh, has been very noticeable as well. So Barkoff is leading that team. But he's got a lot of support behind him to, to make sure and to help him uh, reach new levels with his play. Randy, what about Paul Maurice? That he comes in this season a bit of a, a slow start to the year, and we saw the team, you know, they turn it around late, they get in the playoffs, and what they've done so far. What have you seen with Paul Maurice as far as the guys, how long it took to kind of buy into what uh, his, his system is, buy what he's selling to the team, and now putting it all together to get to this point? Yeah, it, it, it's been really remarkable because and Doug and I are together every, every, almost every day uh, with this team and on the road and at home and that. And Doug will tell you, there was a few times during the season, more than a few times, where we were looking at each other after games or morning skates going, oh boy, is this team ever going to come around? How long did they go without winning two straight or more than two straight uh, to really get themselves back in the playoff spot? It took them towards the end of the year. When they went on that 6-1-1 and run towards the end of the year to – to get give themselves a chance to qualify for the postseason, um, that's when I think Paul Maurice's preachings of how the team has to play really started to ingrain in this team. And you know, Paul Maurice, I think he took a lot of criticism, and there was a lot of fans and that uh, that were not happy the way the team was playing. But he kept saying, and he was very methodical and saying. It's going to come. This is how we have to play. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't look pretty. Um, some games, but it's a system that they have to play in order to have success in the playoffs. He kept talking about the playoffs. Playoffs. Well, <laughs> the Panthers lose at home against the Rangers on January first. Correct me if I'm wrong. The Panthers were what eight or nine games out of a wild card spot. So it's tough to it, it's tough, it's tough to follow that Pied Piper uh, too many times. But you could always tell that there's enough talent on this team, and they went through that horrific schedule for a couple months where all the travel, um, and like every team, 
the injuries, the inconsistent play, the goaltending per, uh, carousel that was going on. Oh boy, there was all kinds of stuff that was that that was on the negative side. But he still had the belief. And then with Bill Zito not making a move at the trade deadline, and then coming out publicly and saying that we believe in this team, we're going to back this team. We like what's going on in that locker room. We love the way this co- the, the, the coaching staff led by Paul Maurice is getting this team pre- uh, prepared to win consistently. Um, that's that's a that's uh, you, you got to tip your hat to that because there there could have been a, a few times where this team could have unraveled and it really could have co- could have, uh, could have gotten ugly. Um, but he kept them together. The leadership led by him. And um, good on him because uh, it, it, he's showing what kind of a coach he is. And, Randy, now as we look ahead to this matchup, we know who the opponent's going to be. You've got the Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights. You've got two seasoned veteran coaches who've been to the final before. You've got two deep groups of forwards, and the coaches are probably going to use all four lines throughout the series. You've got groups of defensemen that like to move the puck, two teams that like to forecheck. A uh, little uh, difference maybe in the goaltending matchup when you've got a two-time Vezina Trophy winner on one side and on the other side a guy who's playing great for his team but really just took over the starting job in round two. When you look at this matchup just uh, from, uh, yeah, I guess, right uh, here a day later after we find out what the matchup exactly is going to be, what stands out in a Panthers-Vegas matchup? Doug, it's, uh, I-, I think, very similar teams. And that might be uh, that might be the lazy answer, but... Uh, over the last couple of days, I, I'm looking at this Vegas team and the strengths that they have, very similar to the way the Panthers are. They can play high scoring. They've got, the, you know, Jack Eichel has proven that he is now a superstar in the league. Carlson, we all know about Jonathan Marcia's show. He's got the hot hand. The Panthers have the same thing on, on their side with Verhage and Bennett and Duclair scoring big goals and, of course, Kachuk and Barkoff and and that mobile uh, experience defense, uh, very similar. What it's going to come down to, and it, it is every series, it's going to come down to goaltending, special teams, and injuries. And I think the Stanley Cup will be decided with those three, goaltending, special teams, and injuries. And uh, you hope that the Panthers are 100% uh, healthy. Hopefully, Lois Renan is going to be back in the lineup and healthy and uh, productive and it looks like Vegas is is fairly healthy as well and I think they came out of that series against Dallas uh um uh pretty good on the injury side as well so um the execution guys it all comes down with with the goaltending who's the better goaltender who's got the better special teams execution injuries that's what it's going to come down to Randy Moeller, always a great job with the Panthers on television, Bally Sports along with Goldie Steve Goldstein. And, uh, Randy, we appreciate the time, and uh, we'll talk to you pretty soon. It should be a very exciting Stanley Cup final with the Panthers and the Golden Knights. Uh, yeah, my toes are tingling already, guys, so I can't wait for it to start. And, uh, and, and, a, and a special thank you, a shout-out thank you to all the fans that have stuck with this team. Now is the time to really enjoy this ride, and hopefully the Panthers will have that Stanley Cup right down Las Olas. It will be a special time for everybody, including me. 
All right, that is Randy Moeller. Randy, as always, we appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's always fun, Doug, uh, to talk to Randy about uh, all this stuff. You know, uh, look, there, there's just so many storylines with this uh, Stanley Cup, and I understand you could have that with any championship series, but still, at least, you know, from this local standpoint, it, there's really just so many things that uh, you could break down with these two teams. So many different things. And again, uh, between Randy and Goldie on the TV side, and I know I'm excited to work uh, each and every one of these games in the Cup Final alongside Billy Lindsay. Two clear behind the net. Two clear. Guys have known, have been around this franchise for for so long, and I know that uh, they are, you know, as excited as anyone to get this thing going and to to see the Panthers head into the Stanley Cup Final for the second time. So it's it's going to be a huge thrill. And again, folks. Game one is going to be Saturday at 8 Eastern, 7.30 pregame on the radio network, 7 o'clock on 560 WQAM. We'll get you started with a 7 to 7.30 local extended pregame. So that's uh, coming up on Saturday when we get this thing going. I know we, uh, I know that can't get here soon enough, Kevin. We are, uh, we are itching to get this thing started. Absolutely. And coming up, we will hear from uh, one of the stars of the playoffs, Carter Verhage. Doug Plagan sat down with Carter and uh, looking ahead to the Stanley Cup and the, the great uh, playoff run that uh, Carter has had for this Panthers team. As the Panthers get set for the Stanley Cup final with the Vegas Golden Knights on Saturday, game one in Las Vegas. You're listening to the Stanley Cup final preview show right here on 560 WQAM. Time for more of the Celsius Essential Energy Drinks, Florida Panthers Stanley Cup Final Preview Show on the home of the Panthers, AM 560 Sports, WQAM, FM 99.9 HD2, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Into the far circle. Barkov clubbed it away from him. Kachuk on the far boards. He's able to get a clear. One hands it out through the neutral zone. Allows the Panthers to get a change. McAvoy able to dodge some pressure, but he couldn't get by Sam Bennett. McAvoy turns it over. Kachuk in front for Hagee. A shot, and he scores! Carter Verhage able to give the Panthers a 4-2 lead. The Panthers cash in off the turnover. And the Panthers lead by a pair. Carter Verhage set up out in front, and he's able to go top shelf pass all. Stanley Cup final preview show continues here on 560 WQAM. Kevin Rogers and Doug Plagans with you. We'll hear from Carter Verhage coming up in just a few moments. He continues to have a great postseason. Remember what he did last year against Washington in the first round? and some big goals, including the Game 7 overtime winner against Boston back in the first round as the Panthers. They will face the Vegas Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup Final. Saturday night, Game 1 from T-Mobile Arena out in Las Vegas, and that is, that's when the Stanley Cup Final will begin, Doug. Yeah, 8 o'clock Eastern on Saturday. Panthers fans, time to hunt schedules, ticketing, watch parties, merch, and more info. FloridaPanthers.com slash Playoff Central. That's where to go for all your 2023 Panthers playoff information. The Panthers 2023 playoffs are presented by our friends at City Furniture. Lots coming up here on the program. We've still got another hour to go after this one. NHL.com's Mike Zeisberger will stop by. We've also got lots of sound to get to from media availabilities over the last couple of days coming up here in just a few moments. But I did have a chance to catch up with Panthers forward Carter Verhage yesterday. Uh, and uh, we, we sat down, had a good chat about the playoffs, everything that's gone into it. And, well, the first thing I said to Carter Verhage, I looked at him, I said, uh, 
Florida Panthers, Eastern Conference champions. I know the job's not done, but that's got a pretty good ring to it. Here's Carter Verhage. Yeah, it feels good. I mean, to win uh, three series against uh, three really good teams, it feels really good. And I mean, uh, people thought we couldn't do it. I mean, there's a lot of uh, belief in this room, and it feels good to kind of get that kind of job done. So, How much have you guys embraced that kind of underdog mentality and going into some tough road environments along the way as well? It seems like you guys have really embraced that. Yeah, I think it's fun. Anytime you go out on the road and everyone's... Uh, uh, Hating on you, kind of, and saying you suck and all that. And it's uh, a lot of fun, I think. I, I think we all kind of like it. And being kind of the villain, I think we have a couple of villains on our team, too, that really enjoy being playing that role. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's fun uh, going into the hostile environment. It's cool that you mentioned the, the villain idea because I think you guys also have a lot of reasons why you're a very likable team uh, at the same time. And I guess just going back, you guys got your playoff spot secured in the the final days of the regular season. It's been well documented. You guys have talked about the fact that you were essentially playing playoff hockey really from the All-Star break on. It sounds simple, but how much did that kind of build into the DNA of this team and get you ready here for what you've done now over the last, uh, you know, over the last month or so? Yeah, I think uh, for sure. I mean, yeah, we didn't know if we were going to make it, and we were pushing really hard. And, I mean, uh, yeah, it kind of made us realize that it's kind of the same kind of mentality where forget about the game in the past. All you can control is the present kind of thing and the next game and trying one game at a time kind of thing. And no matter what happens, just keep on grinding kind of thing. And, yeah, we've been doing that for a while. And, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of carried over. So. Carter Verhage here with us. And, Carter, you had a, a great regular season. And, obviously, coming into the playoffs, just uh, you can tell based on, you know, the Boston series and you dove right in, you had that big goal in Game 7. But your confidence level coming off, uh, you know, a 40-goal season this year had to be had to be feeling pretty good coming into the playoffs from your own perspective, right? Yeah, I think uh, anytime, I mean, yeah, it's an accomplishment for me. And I think, uh, yeah, coming to the playoffs, you're just trying to kind of do anything to help the team win. And whether it's scoring goals or playing good defense or working hard on the forecheck or whatever it takes kind of thing. And I think when uh, playoffs come, it's all, it's all, not that it isn't team first before because it is, but it's more anything you got to do to have a impact kind of thing, and it's not just scoring kind of thing in the playoffs. And I think everyone's kind of really bought into that kind of mentality. And I think, uh, yeah, if we have to win a game one nothing or whatever, whatever it takes, you know. And you mentioned that idea, all the little things that can build up, and the game being a process. And it seems like you obviously coming from Tampa Bay, you saw what it was like to win there, and a lot of those veteran guys. Seems like that was something that they built up over the years. How much were you able to take from that experience there, seeing what those guys did, bringing it here? Yeah, I mean, those guys, are they played a lot of playoff hockey for a while, and I mean, I was lucky to be there when finally, uh, finally broke through and won, but yeah, for sure, you take lessons from all the guys, and they kind of had to learn and change the way they play, kind of like kind of like us and I think uh, yeah you could see total buy-in from all the different players and kind of I think that's kind of what it takes a total team effort and total buy-in everyone pulling the same rope everyone on the same page and 
that's what it was there, and I, it feels like it, that's kind of what it is here, too. A couple things I want to get to as far as the, the way you guys clinched each, each of the series leading up to this point, but we'll start with the most recent one to get that Game 4 win against Carolina and do it on home ice because the last two series before that, you clinched on the road, so you did it in front of buildings that you turned silent, full buildings where the people couldn't believe what they had just seen. Yeah. This, this one you were able to share with your home fans. What did it mean to clinch the Eastern Conference title on home ice? Yeah, I think uh, we would have took it either way. I mean, uh, but yeah, I mean, the fans are huge. Like, I never heard the building so loud, and I mean, it shows what kind of great hockey fans uh, that are here in South Florida, and I think... Uh, yeah, but I mean, we, either way, whatever it takes, I think we're, we're built for anything, not just playing on home ice, playing on the road too. And I think uh, we're just looking to win four more games. That's it. So. And when you guys look at the way, when those games ended, obviously first round you guys clinched it. You had the overtime winner in game seven. Game five in Toronto, Nick Cousins scores the overtime winner. The goal Matthew Kachuk scored in that last game against Carolina may as well have been an overtime winner because of how little time was left on the clock. When a goal like that scored that basically decides the outcome, whether you scored it or whether one of your teammates scored it, what's that feeling like when the puck goes in the net and you know that, okay, this thing's over and it's not just the game, it's the series? Relief, I think. Mostly relief. And I think uh, there's so much put so much pressure on yourself not like crazy but i mean everything's up in the air kind of thing they're still like they're competing for uh, to win the series and we are and i think it could go either way kind of thing like say you, you don't score that goal or something happens it's it could flip the series or something like that so i think the biggest thing is just relief and uh just happy i think yeah and with how tight these games have been, I mean, that's just a product of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Everybody's good. It's hard to just get into the playoffs. So once you get there, everybody's everybody's dangerous. Everybody's got elite skill, good goaltending across the board. When the games are as close as they are night to night, what's the biggest, I guess, the biggest uh, thing you have to keep in the mindset in terms of just staying in that moment because it seems like you guys have a whole group of guys that where nobody shies away from the moment yeah. nobody's tentative everybody's going yeah. out there playing the game knowing how much pressure there is but it seems like you guys are really you guys are embracing that idea yeah yeah i think it's more just yeah when we i don't know to be honest like nobody's afraid to make a mistake yeah no exactly that's i think that's kind of our mindset we want to play the same way no matter what the score is and anything but yeah you're right it seems like anytime there's a big moment or overtime we kind of control the play and i think uh yeah it's kind of more of an attacking mentality and where i mean we worked all year to get to this point and what's the point of being nervous and might as well kind of enjoy the moment and uh, go out there and try and win the thing instead of playing tentative or something like that. I think that's probably the biggest thing. Like, it doesn't matter, you know what I mean? What was that? You talk about big moments. What was that, that marathon overtime game one? Now that that's in the past, you guys got the win in it, the series is over, you won the series. You can look back at that one. I'm sure in the moment, did, did it feel like this thing's going on forever? What, what was that like to go through that now that it's, you know, now that it's happened? Yeah, I mean, uh, that was a crazy game. Uh, there, once, I think, the third overtime hit, I think you could see a lot of fatigue. And, I mean, even when guys were getting chances, it was you weren't, like, that focused to uh, even bury them, you know what I mean? And I think uh, that a little mental fatigue and everything. But 
uh, to get the win in that game is absolutely huge for that series. I mean, it uh, could have gone either way. They had good chances too, and obviously Bob stood on the set. I, I honestly can't, can't imagine what it's like uh, for a goaltender in, in those overtime games to just one mistake or whatever and the game's over. you got to be so mentally focus and that's just a lot about Bob but yeah I mean it was a crazy game and happy it's over with and hopefully you don't have to do that again. Carter Verhage here with us two more quick ones before we get, let you get going and uh, goaltenders and officials no line changes for those guys so uh, a physically taxing night for them but you mentioned Sergei Bobrovsky yeah. and you can see how confident your team is every single night how much of that stems from not just the saves that he's making but how calm he is back there in the net while he's turning in some of the performances he's put in lately yeah i mean he's been unbelievable obviously uh every single series he's kept us in the games i mean he makes timely saves and overtime he's huge and i mean he can't say enough about this guy he comes to rank every day works hard and then that's it like goes home and he's always in the moment and it seems like it's it doesn't matter what's going on around him he's working on his game and what he he needs to do where like it's easy to get caught up in things like that and I think that's kind of been our whole team as well we're kind of just playing in the moment and just not worrying about the consequences or whatever it would be if things didn't go well or whatever and just kind of just playing and and off of that last thing here Paul Maurice he he said after that last game to the effect of uh, you know enjoy this these are you know these could be the best few weeks of, of everyone's life here how much do you guys just embrace that every day that idea of coming to the rink every day knowing that this is something to enjoy and this yeah. is a, a special experience with a with a special group of guys here yeah i mean yeah it's i don't know how often it happens i mean i'm sure a lot of guys here I mean, even Eki and barky have been here for i don't know 10 years or maybe longer i don't even know and they've never been this far even i mean uh it's really special and to be here and to have a group like this and NHL nothing ever stays the same kind of thing so it's always a different group but I mean uh, yeah it's just kind of embracing it and it's really special for sure. So Carter Verhage right there Panthers forward and as I've always said just one of those guys I would equate him Kevin to like the guy in basketball who you want to have the ball in his hands. And the Panthers, fortunately, they have a number of guys like this, but he's one of those guys like the guy in basketball. You want him to have the ball in his hands in the last seconds when the team needs a bucket because it just seems like Carter Hagee has that knack for coming up with one when you need one. And a lot of his teammates do too, the way that guys like Matthew Kachuk and Sam Reinhardt, guys like that, have responded throughout this playoff run. Kevin, we've got lots to go coming up here in hour number two as well. Absolutely. We still are going to hear from more Panthers. We'll hear from Sam Bennett, Radko Gudis, also head coach Paul Maurice. All of that is straight ahead as we continue to look ahead to the Stanley Cup final coming up uh, starting Saturday in Las Vegas, Nevada, between the Panthers and the Golden Knights. Kevin Rogers and Doug Plagans with you. We continue the Stanley Cup final preview show right here on 560 WQAM. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 